Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? This is Residence with Chris Michaels. We're here every single week, Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your host, Chris Michaels, and I also have another podcast called Last Call with Chris Michaels. You can find me on Instagram and also Twitter at Last Call with Chris Michaels and Last Call Caravan. And you can just follow me over there. I finally did it. I finally pulled the trigger on something I said I would do, I don't know how many months ago, after Donald Trump had forced her hand by saying that he is going to visit the border on the 29th. Now she's supposed to be down there by this Friday. She is going to inspect everything. I'm sure she is going to be extremely well-stocked on knee pads and elbow pads. She is going to have Class A shares in uh, chapstick companies. So she's going to be well invested in that so that she doesn't get any sort of uh, chapped lips. Remember to stay hydrated, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, like Kamala Harris is really going to do anything at the southern border of the United States. So, I mean, she can... I don't have any faith in this woman actually accomplishing anything other than a photo op because she's so smug, so overly pious, so haughty, that she doesn't feel as though she should even be going down there. And she wouldn't be going down there unless Trump wasn't going, unless Trump was going down there. Otherwise she would stay away from there as far as she could. What, what else is Kamala doing? Maybe this is why she couldn't uh, figure out any time in her schedule to actually get to the border. She has suddenly created a vaccination outreach program through government volunteers, whatever that may mean, and also community organizers. Why? When did Kamala Harris learn how to get into community organizing? Now, who else do we know is well-versed in something like that? Oh, I know Barack Obama. And Barack Obama, for all intents and purposes, is the real president of the United States, right? I shouldn't say that. He is the lead squatter in the White House of the United States, uh, and he is uh, leasing out some space to Kabbalah Harris, and Joe Biden is there for nothing. Joe Biden might as well be an automaton. He's not doing anything. And speaking of Joe Biden, also known as Celtic, Joe Biden's son. Where is Hunter? Hunter, where is he? Where are... Leave the Parmesan cheese alone, you crack addict. Hunter's laptop has been given over to the Post, the New York Post. And what they're doing is fantastic. They're actually going through it. Now, also, Rudy Giuliani 
Uh, Gates and Bernard Carrick. So Rudy Giuliani being the former mayor of New York City, Bernard Carrick being the former commissioner of the NYPD, handed over a bunch of icky things about Hunter Biden to the Delaware police and I would assume state police. And we can only imagine, supposedly it was supposed to be about the uh, child trafficking and pedophilia. Um, that was supposed to be happening, but we all know what's really going to happen in Delaware. And that's going to be a massive goose egg because they're not going to touch Hunter Biden. But something that did come out of the laptop, thanks to the post, is that Hunter Biden might have made a faux pas. And we should very well consider creating nothing more than Russiagate 2.0. Because we found out that Hunter Biden got very frustrated when he was trying to pay one of his Russian prostitutes. And what happened was the funds were not transferring fast enough for poor little Hunter. And he ended up overdrawing his father's bank account to the tune of $25,000. That's right. Hunter Biden decided to tap into good old Joseph Biden's bank account, vice, uh, former vice president, current squatter in the White House. Uh, and guess what? He paid the prostitute 25 grand from a Celtic, Celtic being the code word for Joseph Biden while he was vice president for the Secret Service. Um, he, oh, he tapped into money that was in a business to pay a, a prostitute. So this is by the Daily Mail. I don't know how other how many other ways I could say it and how many other times I could say it. This is from the DailyMail.co.uk. Text messages and receipts show that Hunter Biden accidentally spent his father's money on an escort. The woman's name is Yana from Emerald Fantasy Girls. And he spent a number of nights in May 2018 with the woman at the Hollywood Hotel, the Jeremy, and owed her eight grand. And receipts on his laptop obtained by the Post, however, show that transactions he thought had failed were actually going through. So it seems like he kept trying to withdraw money, withdraw money, withdraw money. He kept getting error messages or delays, and he accidentally wired her 25 grand. Hunter would later get most of the money back, and also there is a quite a few uh, tense text messages between him, Hunter, and a former Secret Service agent that was basically watching over him by the name of Robert Savage III. Uh, we can, what kind of name is that? And there's some text messages there. Uh, come on, H, this is linked to Celtic's account. DC is calling me every 10 minutes. Let me up or calm down. Basically, Hunter kept saying, uh, I'm coming down, I'm coming down from his hotel room. As your friend, we need to resolve this immediately. Call the front desk now, Hunter, or I will have to assume you are in danger and we will have to make them give us the keys. And Hunter replies, really, blank, I'm coming down right now. I really promise. Was in the bathroom, buddy. Coming right this second. And then the next text messages were at your door. Open it. So, I mean, it is probably another drug-fueled bender uh, on Hunter's part. And he is clearly accidentally texting, I mean, wiring money to Russian prostitutes. So where's all the outrage? Could you imagine if one of Trump's offspring, whether that's 
uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Uh, we got we got the in-law Lara Trump. We've got uh, Ivanka. We've got Eric Trump. I mean, all of them. Could you imagine if any one of them were paying prostitutes and actually accidentally took out money from Donald Trump's I don't know Trump uh, what whatever Trump Enterprise account to pay off the Chippendales dancers or pay off a prostitute from Russia? Could you imagine the outrage from the media? Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Russia clearly has information on the Trumps. If the Trumps are getting Russian prostitutes, then we know that those prostitutes are really honeypots. And they're going to give all of that information they glean from one of the Trump kids over to Putin. The Putin is the mastermind. That's why they have so much influence on Trump. That's why Trump won the election in 2016. There you go. That's what I just said. And that's what would have been said by the mainstream media if this was a Trump offspring. But since it's Hunter Biden, who had a crack problem, who had a cocaine problem, who had an alcohol problem, a sex addiction, a uh, remember when he left the car in northern Arizona, abandoned a rental car with Secret Service agent uh, business cards in there with his driver's license in there, with a crack pipe in there, with cocaine residue all over the car, and a pistol. Remember all of that? Yeah, nobody says anything about that. I mean, enough is enough. Enough is enough. This guy has got to go. He has got to go. And it has to be sooner than later. I mean, this is just outrageous. Outrageous. That any that nobody... That nobody is calling Hunter Biden out. That nobody is calling Joseph Biden out. If they're over there in the Ukraine or wherever they are getting Russian prostitutes, we can probably assume that they are, in fact, honeypots where the government of Russia or whoever is going to get some sort of information from these clowns. And it's only you don't have to. This isn't something that you really have to stretch to believe. So. We should really try to get Hunter Biden to be accountable for his actions. Oh, I, now he's selling art, too, by the way. He's selling art from anywhere from $50,000 a piece to $500,000 a piece. And guess what? Being that it's art and he's selling it through an art gallery, then we don't, we are, we're not able to find out who actually bought the art. I mean, this sounds like money laundering. This is money laundering. All you have to do is say, oh, wow, Hunter Biden is such a master when it comes to watercolors. And just look at how he smudged those pastels on the canvas. Oh, my gosh, it it, it looks like chemtrails in the autumn. Uh, it's just beautiful. Instead of it's only $75,000. Well, I'm going to give him a million dollars just to say I appreciate his texture in his works and the mediums that he uses. I mean, this is money laundering with no accountability. And the son of the president is doing this. I mean, and we've got evidence galore that he that the son is the bagman for Joseph Biden and Jill Biden. The son is the middleman between those clowns to bring in the money. He is the bagman. So do we really expect Anything different now that he's selling watercolors? I mean, come on.
enough is enough. Uh, another, another uh, surprise today, of course, is that John McAfee has been suicided. And John McAfee, for those of you that don't know, is, you know, he, McAfee, uh, antiviral uh, nonsense on all of your computers and everything else. John McAfee was a bit of an outrider and a uh, somebody that kind of went against the grain. He was really fun to read, uh, but he was on the run for a long time. Uh, he tweeted out a few things uh, about how he was fighting off the CIA while on his boat, and now he was in prison, and he's been in prison for a little under a year. He kept making things uh, or posting things across social media that if I end up dead in prison, you know that I didn't do it on purpose. Now, the, the prison that he was being held at was in Barcelona, Spain. And Spain made, uh, well, Spain said, yes, we're going to extradite him to the United States. And uh, within, I guess, a day, John McAfee was supposedly had committed suicide when his lawyer tried to get a hold of him. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is another case of people being suicided. Nobody believes that John McAfee would have killed himself for any sort of reason. So it's 7.15 on the East Coast, and this is Resonance with your host, Chris Michaels. It's via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that we are here talking about brilliance. I am your lovable fuzzball, your glimping jewel of resonance, intellectual resonance, because it just spews from every single orifice that we have. Because if you're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com, you are already 10 steps ahead of everybody else around you, because you are are an intellectual juggernaut. Also, before we move on, there's some other political scuttlebutt and gossip that we were talking about. We were talking about, uh, what's his face? John McAfee. Now, the interesting thing about John McAfee was that he was discovered in his cell, dead. And three, well, I don't know how long ago, but today, his last Instagram post was nothing more than the letter Q. Now, oh my God. I mean, everybody, when they saw this, they were crazy. They went ballistic. Oh, this is it. This is the sign. Things are all coming together now because clearly John McAfee was in touch with Trump and whoever Q was. Ooh. So who knows what that could be? That could be an intelligence red herring. That could be actual, you know, it could actually be something relating to Q. Maybe he was helping Trump out in some way, uh, but we don't necessarily know. So, oh, oh, here's some other. It has been outed by the New York Times. Now, the New York Times just loves to use anonymous sources to further their propaganda. They come out, oh, anonymous sources say, or Pentagon sources say, or sources within the White House say. You know, they never name anybody. They never do any sort of real uh, background research on the people that are the anonymous sources. So 
We have no idea of the integrity of these individuals. We don't know whether or not we should trust these anonymous sources. But since it's in old Lady Gray, since it's in the New York Times, it must be accurate. Now, it's, it's all lies and garbage. So the New York Times and apparently countless other news organizations have been using one such anonymous source. And this person was known as the go-to guy for sometimes unflattering stories about Donald J. Trump and for coverage of the internal politics of Fox News. Now, the New York Times, supposed to be the penultimate pillar of integrity, where we always maintain our journalistic standards to the highest degree. Well, now they have no problems outing their anonymous sources because this particular anonymous source happens to be none other than Fox News's own Tucker Carlson. Whoa! Now, what is Tucker Carlson going to do about all of this stuff? This was uh, in an article by RealClearPolitics.com. The author was J. Peter Zane. And he says, breaking a cardinal rule of journalistic ethics. Smith, the person who writes for New York Times, identifies Carlson as one of his own off-the-record sources. So, too, did 16 other journalists who told me on background that he has been, as three of them put it, a quote-unquote great source. Given the left's hatred of Carlson, who is their boogeyman number two after Donald Trump and its habit of reporting fake news, Smith's article could be a smear aimed at stirring up conflict on the right and problems for Carlson with his employer. That thought would not have occurred to me even five years ago. So, now here's the question. Here's the question. So let's assume that Carlson is actually leaking things and telling people uh, all sorts of unnice uh, details about discussions. So, oh God, it's Carlson all the way. So here is my point. If the Times has no qualms, about outing somebody like Tucker Carlson as their confidential anonymous source for all the scuttlebutt about Donald Trump and Fox or and Fox News and the Fox organization, then why doesn't the New York Times start outing the anonymous sources that they were citing throughout 2020, 2021, when it comes to how many times the New York Times has been incorrect about the stories involving Russiagate, Donald Trump, COVID, the COVID recovery, Dr. Fauci, how come they don't get those people out in the open? And how come the New York Times does not try to regain some sort of readership by saying, hey, we use this schmuck as an anonymous source and he lied to us. She lied to us. And we're going to come clean about it and try to regain our good name. But that's never going to happen. The New York Times is nonsense. It's clown shoes. The New York Times should not be read. The last time somebody should look at the New York Times would be just before they changed their birdcage liner. The New York Times is worthless. The last time I looked at a New York Times, I was using it to clean crumbs off of a table at a Starbucks, and then I threw it out. So I, the New York Times is a joke. 
And this story, now, true or not, that's the thing. True or not, we don't know if uh, if that's actually the case, that Carlson is actually the uh, the person behind all of those stories. But it could very well be the case. But if it's not, then it's more misinformation. It's more propaganda. It's more uh, deep state nonsense that's going on here. And uh, so I, I don't know. We'll just watch the story. But I wouldn't be surprised either way. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Carlson is, in fact, that source and uh, dropping bombs behind the scenes to get people out of the way. Now, whether he's trying to do that about Trump, I don't know. But I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, people were even talking uh, about Carlson trying to get the Republican nominee or nomination for president in the next election. So if he's going to do that, if he's going to go down that road, then he needs to get Trump and DeSantis out of the way. I don't think Carlson would do that. I think Carlson has much more fun being on TV and shooting his mouth off, something that I'd like to do, not with Carlson, but on my own show, uh, because I, I, I need to be seen. I need to be heard. I want attention. I need it. Uh, uh, so uh, the next segment... We're going to talk about a supposed CIA document that was released. And uh, the CIA document is all about how they meditate and how they also manifest. So we're talking about, I mean, I'm being very serious about this. We're talking about manipulating the very fabrics of reality which in turn means your perception through meditative states through interacting with different dimensions and guess what everyone can do it the CIA assuming this document is true I mean I, I'm looking at it right now and it has uh, approved for release back in uh, September 10th of 2003. And it's got the uh, a barcode on top that uh, stands for, I would assume, uh, declassification and this document being able to be made public. So um, I, I would assume that this is, in fact, legit. But uh, this is this it acknowledges the power of meditation and it also acknowledges the fact that we're all interacting in our individual reality spheres and that most of what we perceive is, in fact, a malleable hologram. Wow. Look at the CIA getting all new age. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels, and we are on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. It's Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. This is a current events show about brilliance, and I am the host of that brilliance, Chris Michaels. We're here. Uh, oh, you can also listen to me. I do another podcast called Last Call with Chris Michaels. You can find me on Spotify. Uh, what else? Apple Podcasts for now until the Gestapo take me down and um also on anchor so i mean feel free to look for me at any of those places you can find me on twitter and also on instagram at last call caravan because if you listen to me you're part of the caravan the caravan of 
brilliance, the caravan of intelligence and very, very sassy commentary that is the Last Call podcast. So before we took a break, I brought up how the CIA was using meditative techniques to manipulate the reality spheres that they call it. Um, now, this program, this release, is part of the, oh my gosh, the ever-famous Operation Mockingbird. So we all know what Operation Mockingbird is, but for the people that don't know, for the first-time listeners, we will spill the beans. So Operation Mockingbird was started a long time ago, decades and decades ago, and it was essentially when CIA agents or media members paid by the CIA or the FBI or whatever government agency is out there, um, they were paid to manipulate the stories so that a specific narrative was going to be portrayed to the American public. Basically, what they were doing is they were illegally inserting spies to, dis to distribute propaganda to the American public under the assumption that they were actually, the American public, was actually viewing honest-to-God journalism. It was nothing more than BS stories in the form of propaganda. And that's exactly what was going on. So we're now finding out what else was involved with Operation Mockingbird. And they have a couple of things here. The first one, advanced techniques. Having reached focus 10. So focus 10, they do different things. So there's focus 10, 11, 12, all that stuff. So it's different levels of meditative states. And that's what they're really uh, talking about here. So having reached focus 10, the participant is now ready to endeavor to achieve a state of sufficiently expanded awareness to begin actually interacting with dimensions beyond those associated with his experience of a physical reality. In other words, going on an acid trip, going on a mushroom trip, or going into such a deep meditative state that they no longer have a need for the physical body. This state is called Focus 12 and involves conscious efforts on his part directed into his ear or uh, while additional forms of pink and white noise enter the sound stream being directed into his ears from a tape. So you have different, everyone has heard of white noise. A lot of people use white noise generators to fall asleep. It sounds like static, but there are different color noises associated with different types of frequency, and it all plays differently when you listen to it. So white noise is generally associated, if you were to make a, uh, a, an analogy to something that you would find in nature, is it's essentially what you would hear during a heavy rainstorm, so raindrops, things like that. Uh, pink noise is mostly associated with what you would find the same frequency if you were to stand near a stream, not necessarily a river, but a stream. So a very, very calming state, flowing energy, uh, being able to move around any sort of obstacles, that kind of deal. So that's what pink noise is. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to create such a meditative state where the person engaging in this manipulation of reality isn't really going to be disturbed. Once the participant has achieved this state of greatly expanded awareness, he is ready to begin employing a series of specific techniques as the Monroe Institute, Institute categorizes them 
which enable him to manipulate his newly found awareness to obtain practical, useful feedback of value for promoting self-discovery and personal growth. Basically, what they're saying is that we want to find out some nifty tips and some nifty perspectives on issues that we can't solve in the physical realm. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to ask the higher self for some advice. The first technique that they talk about is called problem solving. This technique involves identifying fundamental problems which the individual wishes to see solved, filling his expanded awareness so that awareness of being connected to anything and everything with his perception of these problems and then projecting them out into the universe. In this way, the individual enlists the assistance of his so-called higher self. In other words, his expanded consciousness to interact with the universal hologram to obtain information required to solve the problem. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to access the subconscious and they call it the higher self and the subconscious therefore can assist the person in the tangible realms, so the physical realms, by manipulating the universal hologram. This is such an important sentence to go into. So I'll read it again. The higher self, in other words, is expanded consciousness, interacts with the universal hologram to obtain information required to solve the problem. So the inference here is that the CIA realizes that each person, every one of us, is creating our own reality. And our realities are interacting with other people's realities. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to contact the subconscious, the higher self, the universal awareness in one person to find out how to overcome some sort of obstacle and influence and find out how to on the other realms and influence the physical realms. It also implies that our reality is a malleable existence, meaning that we can manipulate it from the other side through deep meditative techniques. So the physical realm is nothing more than a symptom from our higher selves. That is a very, very important concept to understand because that means that nothing is impossible. And it also means that, as above, so below, our physical realms could impact the higher self, which also implies that if they're able to manipulate us through propaganda, through Operation Mockingbird, through a certain narrative, that means that the higher self, the group consciousness, the species consciousness on the subconscious level will suddenly manipulate the hologram on the conscious level, on the reality, on the real level, on the tangible level, to create a certain narrative. We're not talking about manipulating your perspective. We're talking about manipulating your reality from a different dimension through meditation. And this is what they're doing through something called Operation Mockingbird. This is something that they're doing by buying off journalists and reporters to make sure that certain narratives are completed. 
So if we can see what's going on here, then we also have to start asking the question, is the CIA and other government agencies that we probably don't even know about, are they manipulating the subconscious on an energetic level from different dimensions to impact our so-called realities? They know it's a hologram. They know it's malleable. They know it's not real. But here we are assuming that there is only one life to live and that it is as real as it gets. So they continue on. This approach may be used to solve personal difficulties, technical problems in the realms of physics, math mathematics, practical administration, so on and so forth. Responses to the problem-solving techniques may be received almost immediately, but often they come based on developing intuition over the next two or three days. Frequently, the response comes in the form of a sudden holistic perception in which the individual suddenly finds that he simply knows the answer in all of its ramifications and completely in context, sometimes without even being able to put his newly found perception into words. In some cases, the responses may arrive in the form of visual symbols, which the individual will quote-unquote see with his mind while he was in the Focus 12 state. So what that means is there's no such thing as coincidence. Everything is synchronistic. And the subconscious, the higher self, the part of you that is in a different dimension, sends you signals in the form of symbolism. 11-11, the numerology that everyone that has a little bit of a higher awareness is always seeing. If you see a bird or a flock of whatever it is, you go, oh my gosh, that really... That really resonates with me then yes yes that's part of it the subconscious is manipulating the reality hologram to make sure you know what it's trying to say what it's trying to get across to you and if we're aware that intelligence agencies like the cia that they're able to manipulate the reality of us through meditative states, then you have to say, you have to assume that if they're manipulating people by going, or, or if they're manipulating reality through people in meditative states, they also have people in other dimensional states able to impact us from the top down. Not only from the bottom up, but from the top down. There's also one more thing that they go into. It's called patterning, and I'm going to get into that right after this. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels. It's Resonance with Chris Michaels. We're going to play our favorite game of Race the Clock because we only have, oh boy, we only have six minutes to go. I wanted to get to other things. But uh, before we get back to the CIA document that talks about uh, manipulating our reality hologram, Two very important things. Is the COVID vaccination effort race-based, genetically race-based? Race 
So there is a doctor, brilliant doctor. Her name is Dr. Lee Merritt, and she has been fighting against all of this COVID nonsense since day one and also fighting against the idea that everybody has to be vaccinated, all this stuff. She's been doing some brilliant research. She is a spinal surgeon, retired, so she's farting through silk. Uh, she doesn't need the money. She doesn't. She's not beholden to anybody. She doesn't need the job. So that's why she can do all this very, very amazing research. She's finding out that these vaccinations are contributing to what they call upregulation of the ACE2 protein. And what is upregulation? It is the increase at the cellular level of the magnitude or rate of a physiological response or biochemical or process, especially in the expression of a gene. The increase in the number of or density of cell surface receptors for a physiological active substance, causing an increase in sensitivity in response to a persistent exposure. What does that mean? That means that upregulation is actually increasing the body's response to the mRNA gene therapy platform that is being injected into a lot of people. And so what does that mRNA platform do? It creates spiked proteins artificial spike proteins, and they are basically attacking the ACE2 protein receptors in the human body, in those that are quote-unquote inoculated. Now, there are different levels of this upregulation, which means that different races are more susceptible to some sort of attack, some sort of antibody, uh, autoimmune attack due to the vaccine. So people of different races are more susceptible or less susceptible to these vaccinations. So let's start at the low end of the equation. 10%, there's a 10% upregulation increase in Latinos, Asians, and the Finnish. So the, uh, the those specific races are not going to see uh, overall a significant upregulation. So their bodies are going to have a, a very, very, uh, or it's not going to be very common for a Latino, Asian, or Finnish person to have any sort of severe upregulation when it comes to these spike proteins attacking the body. Now, when you're talking about African black people, there is a 39% increase in upregulation, which means that African black people are going to have 39% more adverse reaction, reactions when it comes to an autoimmune response to these gene therapy platforms. Now, this is where it really gets interesting. Fifth, there's a 54% increase or greater chance of some negative upregulation when it comes to white people and non-African black people. In other words, African Americans. So that sounds pretty damning to me, doesn't it? 54% increase or 54% uh, greater chance of some sort of adverse reaction in white people and African-Americans? My, my, that is very telling. What also is telling is that there is a 0% of regulation in one particular race. And that particular race is none other than the Ashkenazi. Now, isn't that something? there is a 0% greater chance of some negative form of upregulation in Hashem's 
chosen in the Ashkenazi Jewish genetic background. That is something that we should all be very wary of because we've got Elaine or Alain uh, Fisher who's up to his eyeballs in Rothschilds, World Economic Forums, who is pushing the vaccines onto children. And so that should tell you something. That should tell you a lot. And I would assume that we have to brush up on our Talmudic law to maybe gain some further insight on why these vaccines only target specific races. Okay, I don't have enough time. It is a I promise you next time I'm going to get into the real meat of Operation Mockingbird and how the CIA manipulates the reality hologram through deep meditative techniques. This is the uh, this is the show Resonance with your host Chris Michaels via on the wakeupradio.com. You can find my daily podcast on Anchor, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter and also uh, Instagram. And my handles for both of those is the Last Call Caravan. Because you're all on the caravan of brilliance. And this is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Until next time, every single Wednesday, you can hear me here from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Sing the Ashley Duck Ashley Duck Ashley Duck Ashley Duck Ashley Duck. On the wake up.